Hi everyone, I hope you're doing okay. Um, our reading this morning is going to be taken from the book of Philippians. If you want to find it, it's Philippians 1 verses 15 to 26. But as always, it'll come up on the screen so you can just follow it there. This is, this is Philippians 1 starting at verse 15. It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so in love, knowing that I am put here for the defence of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I'm in chains. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and the help given by the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to go on living in this body, this will mean fruitful labour for me. Yet what shall I choose? I don't know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far but it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith so that through my being with you again, your joy in Christ Jesus will overflow on account of me. Good morning. I hope you are all well. And it's been great to keep connected with many of you through Zoom meetings, through WhatsApp groups and through, and through various other means and to bump into some of you when out for exercise, but not literally. Today our focus is slightly different than in the previous few weeks and we are looking at this passage in 1 Philippians uh, verses 15 to 26. St Paul is writing from prison. We're not sure exactly which city he was in, but it may well have been Rome, and there's no doubt that the prison would have been a pretty terrible place to be in. Indeed, right since his conversion, St Paul had been persecuted, treated very badly for his Christian faith. He'd been in and out of prison, He'd been stoned, he'd been beaten up, he'd been flogged and he had had all sorts of malicious, malicious things said about him. Yet St Paul saw being persecuted as a Christian as the norm and that must be why suffering as a Christian is mentioned so many times in the epistles. And in this situation, St Paul, in verse 19, acknowledges his need for prayer. He was this great spiritual giant, but he's so pleased that the Philippians are, are praying for him. And what an encouragement to us to not be too proud to ask for prayer when we need it. It's, it is also an encouragement to us to pray for our Christian leaders who are likely to need extra prayer in this current situation 
to pray for John, to pray for Hazel at St Mary's and St Francis and other local leaders, for Bishop Jonathan, the Bishop of Croydon, for Justin Welby, and and many and many more people. And especially to pray for hospital chaplains at the moment and those leading funerals and trying to be alongside the bereaved in lockdown. Furthermore, it, it must be that St Paul especially wants prayer because he is, as we mentioned, being persecuted. So this must surely encourage us too to go on praying for our many brothers and sisters in Christ who today are still being persecuted for their Christian faith. There is always a need for this prayer, but it is particularly true now that we need to go on praying for persecuted Christians uh, in this coronavirus situation. Partly this is due to the fact that there are so many other things taking our attention at, the time, at this moment that praying for persecuted Christians could easily be forgotten. It could easily be the international pressure for Christians to be set free from terrible situations could be reduced and financial support might also be reduced. In addition, COVID-19 is being used as an excuse in many areas of the world to further increase hardship for Christians. For example, Al-Shabaab, the extreme Islamic terrorist group in northeast uh, Africa, is accusing uh, Christians of being responsible for this new virus and are stirring up violence against Christians. In Nigeria's 12 northern states under Sharia law, Christians who already face horrendous discrimination in the areas in the area will be the last to get food aid and medical aid when it is needed and the first to lose their jobs. In, uh, in India and Pakistan, water and food aid is also being denied in some areas to Christian believers. In one town in India, in Jakard state, Hindu militants put a picture of a Hindu god on the, on the water pump and said, you Christians, can't, you Christians can't use it. These, these are just a few examples of what must be a much wider situation, a much wider story. So how do we pray? I'm going to suggest five different ways. Firstly, as St Paul writes in Romans, we should pray with sighs too deep for words. The depth of what some Christians are suffering for their faith is often beyond words, but a deep inward groaning in spirit for our suffering brothers and sisters in Christ is recognised by the Lord as real and genuine prayer. Secondly, Paul, St Paul, is usually very specific in his letters as to who he was referring to. Here, as we said, he's referring to himself. I confess for a long while my prayers uh, for persecuted Christians didn't go much beyond God bless persecuted Christians. 
Well, that's a start, but it's good to find ways of praying for specific persecuted people and specific needs or specific countries. It makes the prayer so much more real and informed. It's a huge topic, but we could all pray for one person or one country. We may be led to pray for specific situations for personal contacts, and also various Christian charities such as Open Doors, Open Doors, uh, Release International, the and the Barnabas Fund, all have lots of information to keep us informed, both uh, on their websites and uh, in their various public uh, publications. I know that some of you younger folk are, are well into praying for persecuted Christians and well done you and it will be good to hear sometime who you are praying for, who specifically you are, you are praying for so that we can join you in these prayers. Thirdly, despite his dire situation, Paul never moans in his own lockdown situation in prison. Instead, he's full of praise for the Lord and sees his imprisonment as an opportunity to further tell others about Jesus. Wasn't it wonderful when we heard about Massey, Daz and Sarita in prison? Not that that was wonderful, them being in prison, but that God used that situation when they were in prison uh, unjustly in India, where they used that situation to tell others about Jesus. Let's pray that persecuted Christians will not lose heart and that they will be used to glorify the Lord and bring others to salvation. Fourthly, Paul also simply asks for prayer that he will be released from prison. And so it's probably obvious, but we too can pray that persecuted Christians can be released from their suffering and be a and be allowed to express their faith freely. And fifthly, Paul says that even if he doesn't get released from prison, even if he has to die for his faith, which eventually he did, the only thing, only thing that is important in his life is to glorify the Lord, to glorify Jesus no matter what. Look at this amazing statement of St Paul. For me... To live is Christ, and to die is gain. We pray for we can pray for those Christians facing possible death for their faith, that they will receive massive, massive grace to be faithful to the end, with the knowledge that in eternity all pain and suffering will cease, and that they will that they will will rejoice in the wonderful presence of Jesus. So to recap, Paul shows us how important it can be to ask for prayer when we might need it, and to go on praying for Christian leaders. Paul especially points to the need to pray for persecuted Christians with sighs too deep for words, with very specific prayers to pray that Christians will not lose heart in prison, but that will be able to be used to spread the gospel, that they will be released from the sufferings, but if not, they will be faithful until the end.
And finally then, what about us? Dan last week encouraged us to use this lockdown time to refocus on the Lord and be all out for him. Paul's powerful statement, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain, likewise challenges us. Jesus is preparing his bride, the church, to meet the bridegroom, Jesus. He encourages us to be all out for him. Amen. God bless.